Shabba. <laughs> you could call me crucified. Crucified. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want the Punjabi remix. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Bollywood glory in this place. Because we are the chosen Indian race. Amen. That's why we're so spicy. <laughs> Woo. I love identifying with all nations, tribes, and tongues in Christ, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just white. Well, you're missing out. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. You guys want to sing happy birthday to Rebecca? Happy birthday to you. Oh, she's not even here? She's not even, she walked out of the room. Just forget it, just forget it. Birthday is off, we're gonna sing Kumbaya instead. To our elemental spirit, Baby Sloth. It's not idolatry if the ele elements are melted. It's only idolatry if the elements are not melted, which means you're into Zoastrianism, which is the worship of the stars as deities. Zoastrianism. Shabba. Shiggy diggy diggy. Glory. Amen. It's all about the glory. Getting Revelation from Acts 3.21. This verse will blow your minds. How Jesus ain't coming back. Let's celebrate Jesus is not coming. Because we're not bewitched. That'll mess with the demon spirit of religious charismatic witchcraft big time. Or like our anointed politician, Bigly. 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 Oh, now we know this really is demonic. You are denying the second coming. No, I'm not. I'm denying the religious church's belief of how it happens because I know they're totally wrong. And I'm totally right. And they are totally and completely wrong because they're not on the water bong. If you're not on the water bong, you're wrong. Amen. I will baptize in the living water. We didn't even know there was a living water. What is the living water? Where is the well of salvation? I don't know about being baptized in the glory. My little baptism in theology is good enough for me. I got doctrine in my head like a religious spirit. We're about as good off in the brain realm as we are a, a demon and that's the truth anyhow and so therefore we have no salvation in our head we have salvation in our heart if anyone confesses jesus with their heart they shall be saved not with their head no salvation for the dead we're not into the the flesh 
or into the spirit, and the spirit transforms the flesh gradually, like a temple, like an outpouring of Ezekiel 47 from a water temple. Amen. Praise God. All right, you ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rebecca. Happy birthday to you. And infinite more. She turned 46 today. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. He 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 he. Whatever. We're not here to celebrate the flesh. We're here to celebrate the spirit, but it's Pentecost. So we're celebrating everyone being like three years old today. Yay, we're. We're toddlers in the glory. Happy Holocaust. Yeah. I tell you what, it's good to be a toddler in the glory than to be an adult in bewitchment. Because that's how they become murderers of the inner child as they grow up in the maturity of the soul. And they never learn to smoke a Holy Ghost bowl. And that's why the spirit has never taken control. And they're on the social media chat like a frickin' troll. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the Holy Ghost was showing me Acts 3, and I want to just read it to you here. Acts 3 verse 20 in the Amplified Classic that he may send to you the Christ the Messiah who before was designated and appointed for you even Jesus <laughs> whom heaven whoa must receive and retain until the time for the complete restoration of all to say all, all restoration of all that God spoke by the mouth of all his holy prophets for ages past from the most ancient time in the memory of man <laughs> Acts 3.21 from the most ancient time in the memory of man. That'll mess your brains up. Ancient memories. Just recall that through your DNA. The most ancient memory of man being restored into the glory again. So another translation says the Lord Jesus Christ remains in the third heaven until we restore the second heaven. First Peter called it a new heavens where righteousness or God's glory dwells. So the overcomers by the baptism of fire going up 
in a whirlwind in a chariot of fire in the celestial garments given to you at birth you're clothed at birth restore the clothing of being born of spirit and water the water is the clothing of the spirit you have that clothing it progressively comes up in your spirit through your soul the soul just wants it all for itself so that's why the most dramatic conversions like Saul of Tarsus, like Moses, there is such a contrast between their human soul and the Holy Spirit that they never operated out of their soul ever again. Only their spirit, because they knew their soul was completely in total darkness. Our problem is, is that we don't realize the soul is equally as dark as the flesh. A lot of people don't even realize the flesh is goat. Even Pentecost, Pentecostals, charismatic believers have the revelation that the flesh counts for nothing if they're reading the Bible. Now, in order to understand the soul as equally worthless as the flesh as far as divinity is concerned, clearly costly, clearly valuable, but needing to be transformed desperately in a darkened condition of absolute animal absolute sin and filth and darkness and sin the soul is equally as sinful as the flesh so most importantly when the word of god goes forth that you can separate the depravity of your soul which is your mind will and emotions from the divinity of the born again spirit because if you haven't realized your spirit where you're born again there's no possibility of salvation for the soul and you remain in the soul trying to fix the soul soulishly which is called growing in witchcraft that's why we get so many people getting demon possessed with jezebelic spirits around the glory realm and it's very common in all prophetic ministries because they're not sacrificing their souls for their spiritual growth because they themselves have not realized the difference between soul and spirit until you have that fine line like Gwen Sha says the fine line between soul and spirit you can't even begin in the fire of God because your consciousness is in the soul therefore you are protecting the soul because you don't even know you have a spirit or where your spirit is you haven't realized the spirit which is realizing the glory so then the prophets who only live in spirit like Moses like Paul Saul all these people they don't have the option of living soulishly because it was annihilated at their regeneration at their spiritual rebirth okay now not everyone has such a dramatic conversion as these men and so we think that the soul realm is the realm where we grow spiritually could not be the complete opposite further than the truth it is the exact opposite of that that is the realm of the burnt animal offering okay so if you can come into an understanding even just through revelation today you might not discover your spirit because you're gonna have to feed your spirit your spirits gonna have to become more well-fed than your soul if you're feeding your soul you're growing in witchcraft you're growing in the devil okay if you're feeding your spirit the grace of the Lord Jesus beware 
with your spirit, the apostles say, only continuously father of spirits. Not one mention in the New Testament of father of souls. Not in there. It's not in the Bible. Father of spirits is in there. That's God's nature, his name. That's what's being fathered is your spirit. Your issue is that your mind has not separated soul from spirit. So you think that the soul is where you grow. The soul is where you die to the fire of God in your spirit. Now, if you can get that today, you can have the baptism of fire and come out of the earth into the heavenly realm through the incineration of your animal hearts. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with him along the way? These were of the 72 disciples on the road to Emmaus which means they already had, they were in the upper room, they were, uh, the resurrection, they, they were already disciples, they were in the upper room, but there was a progressive baptism of the breath of life that Jesus had breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. As far as that timeline there, don't worry about all that. Don't worry about 72, 12, and 3 right now. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't get distracted. What I'm talking about is the progression of the breath of life and the fire of God. When Jesus breathed on them, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the breath of life. And there was a progressive fire that would lift them in the breath of life, in the wedding garments, in the living water, into a different dimension that Jesus was pioneering for their souls to have heaven on earth. Very few Christians have ever had a perfect life. It's mostly persecution. If you're a real disciple of the glory realm, you're mistreated, you're ostracized, your family doesn't understand, you're kicked out of churches. It's a very, very difficult life in the soul realm until we pioneer this dimension in the baptism of fire, destroy the religious spirit that opposes the glory of God because the religious spirit keeps the human heart, the animal heart. Okay, this is a homo sapien heart. This is a mammal warm-blooded heart. This is not okay in the divine nature. This is the sacrifice. The heart, Jesus Christ, continuously, if you study the Bible, was dealing with the evil of Israel in the human heart. He didn't say there was ever anything good in there. If you read the words of Christ, this was the sin list of what is inside man and woman. Everything immoral, greed, covetousness, wickedness, pride. Jesus said pride was in the heart. All religiosity was in the heart. Witchcraft and sorcery. All lust was in the heart, the animal. So out of the heart, the mouth speaks. But if the heart is slain, then the spirit speaks. Do you see how you have to go lower than the human heart into the spirit in order to speak by the spirit? which is speaking living water, learning how to talk when 1 Corinthians says that you Corinthians are still infants in Christ and have not yet learned how to communicate or talk. It's because you're speaking out of the human heart, out of the animal. The animal is given a voice for just a little time, Revelation says, and the time it takes for you to burn it or circumcise it to speak out of the divine eternal part of you, which is your spirit. Your spirit's regenerated. Your spirit bears the image of God at birth. Your spirit can't even bear more of the image of God. But what your spirit can do is devour the image of Satan. See, that's where we miss it, where it's like, I'm good in my heart. This is the place of burying the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. This is the Nile. This is the Jordan. In prophetics now, it's an advanced prophetic teaching. 
The prophetic understanding of the Nile is human blood. If your voice, your tongue is going down into the pool of human blood in your heart, everything you speak religiously, no matter how much teaching you have from the prophets, is a lie constantly. Because it's from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is human blood, human hearts. So if you go lower and cut open your heart with the sword of the spirit, circumcision of the heart, Romans chapter 2, which is the only way to become a real Israelite, which means in Hebrew, son of God. Israelite means child of God, son of God, prince of God, Israel. So the only way that you become a true son and daughter of a God who is fully spirit is if you speak from your spirit only and not from the pool of the Nile of the human heart. This thing is the place of all deception. This is where you get people into major, major demon possession because they do not sacrifice their hearts. The human heart will avoid the cross, which is our altar for our heart, at any means necessary to preserve itself against the Holy Spirit. It will wear any external guise, any external makeup in the appearance of Christ in all the same manifestations, all the same lying signs and wonders. I have seen witchcraft spirits, religious spirits, manifest all the exact same junk from the uncircumcised heart just so the fallen angel influence does not leave the heart that's why i'm not moved by anything external signs wonders and even miracles none of that moves the spirit of god what moves the spirit of god is the annihilation of the animal heart see this is what causes the ascension This is how God actually gets his kids. God doesn't get his kids through miracles, signs, wonders, healings. He gets his kids back through the destruction of the image bearing of the beast, which is the annihilation of your hearts. Jesus's heart dissolved in his chest. Yours is progressively melting in the fire of love through the sacrifice of your human nature that's inside the four chambers of your blood-beating hearts. That is the sacrifice. You will never know God very deeply. It'll be very shallow until this thing becomes your daily sacrifice. This is where you die daily. This is where the cross is pointed towards. Everyone in the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation 2 and 3 were saved. These were apostolic itinerant ministry where the prophets and the apostles of the first century would go to all those churches. John regularly came to those churches. Paul regularly came to those churches. The apostles, Peter regularly came to those churches. There was a regular itinerant ministry to the seven churches of Asia Minor and yet still the condition of their souls was so poor in in Revelation 3 that they had not even allowed the cross into their animal hearts. They had external manifestations. They had signs and wonders, guys. Big time. They were signs and wonders, glory revival. You're pastored by the very disciples who were taught by the Creator God for three years face to face. It don't get any more apostolic than that. And yet, their church in the Bible, 
the citywide church had not yet allowed the cross or the sword of the spirit to penetrate the animal heart. I stand outside the door and knock. This is where you let him in after you're regenerated here. People who hold on to the control of their heart, woo, you can't even do that in this generation. You could do that during the church age. In this generation, if you refuse to give up your heart to the fire of God, you stay on the earth. Here's the word of the Lord. Revelation 12, 12. Making the demons really nervous, are we? <laughs> And they have overcome, conquered him, the devil, by means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. For they did not love and cling to life even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap. Just say, my life's cheap. Wow, real Christians. <laughs> this is word for word from the Bible now. Holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing. What is dying for your witnessing? Slaying your own freaking heart, man. No longer being animal, saying no to the human, and yes to the divine. You'd be surprised how few born-again speaking in tongues Christians actually do this. This is why we're persecuted at Red Letter Ministries so ferociously. 95% of the things I say are actually in most glory stream and, and charismatic, the good ones, churches, pulpits. It's true. What's the difference? Why do most of those people squirm and manifest crazily when they're exposed to this drunken glory ministry? Because the annihilation of the heart is the melting down of the earth dimension and the revealing of the church of the firstborn in heaven dimension of the actual promised land in the heavenly Jerusalem and then the living stones of minds renewed to spirit with the heart out of the way become living stones of the building of the church of the firstborn in heaven. Because we're building the church of heaven. We're building the heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem is our eternal abode and the church for our souls to have a perfect life on earth. And if you have that already in types and shadows and forms in the earth, you're going to fight the building of it just because it goes against your human will or your ideas of how Jesus is coming and doing things. I tell you what, we got to get our heads and our hearts off of what the Holy Spirit's doing. He's assembling all believers in the heavenly Jerusalem. But the only ones that rise are the ones that melt and completely annihilate their animal hearts. No one else will be inside the heavenly Jerusalem. The marriage clothes is putting your spirit on, on top of your head. You can't do that unless your heart's out of the way. Not once, not seven times, not seven times, 70 times, but continuously and constantly, the heart is completely slaughtered by the river of fire from your belly. First John says, open the bowels of compassion. What it means is that the seven blazing torches of the Holy Spirit inside your spirit have sprung up and have begun to consume your heart so it can spring forth through your head in seven eyes, in seven horns. This is the crown of the anointed one and his anointing. And how many all know every overcomer is wearing it according to Revelation. 
that you are wearing the seven spirits of God on your head, rainbow-minded, a white stone with a new name. The white stone is your brain on the glory realm, your brain fully restored to the glory of God because your heart is out of the way and your heart is no longer connected to the terrestrial realm. If your heart is connected to family, business, money, listen, businessmen are so foolish nowadays that they connect the pool of heart to the natural dimension. If you would go higher in your heart, slay your heart, God would increase to you without even effort. That You could begin working by the fruit of your lips and not the sweat of your brow. You understand the effort of ruling and reigning in the success of the living God of Jesus Christ, ruler and king of kings and lord of lords is shared with the overcomers like rivers from the celestial realm. We're going to need a demonstration of it because people don't have faith for the existence of this stuff because our eyes are deceiving us to live in the realm of the natural. Part of the process of having your whole mind renewed is the eyes inside your brain right here. Your brain's right on top of your eyes. Your eye sockets have to be burned out of your skulls. If you're still judging and seeing and discerning by natural eyes, you're constantly rejecting the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus never once judged by his eyes or his ears. Isaiah 11, it is written. If he did, he would have sinned like a human being. He never judged or discerned by eyes. So they're like, come on in here and like, what is this? Some kind of M&M ministry or something? Is that white boy wearing a do-rag? What is this? You know, it's most of the works of the prophets and it's fun. I like to have fun in the glory every day. Otherwise, it's not God. I like to have fun. It's just me having fun. I love gangster culture. I love the gospel gangster culture. The glorification of prison culture is the greatest celebration of all time. We're about to have a prison break. We're about to have revival in the ghettos. And the people in the white picket fences that are good in their own eyes are going to completely blaspheme what God is doing through the wicked, now made righteous by faith in the melting down of their evil hearts. When you recognize your heart is evil and you're not deceived thinking your heart is good, then you can easily give it to the fire to burn it for his goodness. But if you think your heart is good, you'll blaspheme the Holy Spirit which means reject the circumcision in the wilderness and everyone that rejected fire and circumcision in the wilderness died from unbelief in the Bible. It's not just Old Covenant, it's New Covenant as well. In the New Covenant, it's actually much more severe than the Old Testament. The New Testament is spiritual realities, which are eternal realities. The Old Testament was types and shadows. If you do it in the New Testament by reject the melting and the dissolving of the animal heart to the fire of God, it's a permanent destruction of your spirit for eternity. Truth anyhow, Revelation 12, 12, here's what the Bible says about it. The final judge, the word of God, and you disinterpret it however you want out there. Just listen. Therefore, be glad, exult, O heavens, and you that dwell in them. <laughs> But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in fierce anger, fury, because he knows that he only has a short time left. 
Revelation 12, 12. So there's revival in the heavenly dimensions. Blessed, made happy, blissful are those who are living in the second heavens. Okay? It's exactly what it's talking about. Those that have overcome the firmament in earth's atmosphere. They have gotten out of the earth. They're no longer in the idolatry of the flesh or the heart or the brain or the abilities of the mind or the hand, which is Jezebel's body parts that were left by Jehu's dogs, which means you can still practice witchcraft exceedingly in the New Testament. Book of Acts, they're confronting witches and warlocks constantly decades after Jesus Christ was crucified and resurrected. So it's, it's very much still here. In fact, the Bible says that outside the city of the crucified ones who are lifted up by the cross through the annihilation of their heart, outside those city gates are all dogs and sorcerers, which means everyone is in a witchcraft cursed form who has not annihilated their hearts. So it doesn't matter if you believe or not. All, every de demon believes. Listen now. It does not matter what you think about Jesus. It matters that Jesus has dissolved your human heart. That's what makes you saved. The practical dissolving of the heart through the cross where his heart, heart melted, that's what makes you true Christians. Anyone whose heart is still intact is not really saved because they're totally animal. They're fully in the curse. Salvation doesn't mean fire insurance. It means God's quality of life. God's life is not demonstrated in anyone whose heart has not melted by the fire of God. They are not demonstrations of God. They don't bear the image of God. They still bear the image of whatever is in their heart. And if the heart isn't melted by the cross, if the heart isn't melted by the baptism of fire, if the heart isn't melted by the ascension of being lifted up in the crucifixion of climbing Calvary every day, not just denying self, annihilating self. Denying self is a doctrine. That ain't going to help. You just become religious. You can just deny self by joining the Marine Corps. You don't even need Jesus to become disciplined. You need Jesus to burn up the heart. Real Christianity requires the Holy Spirit miracle of metamorphosis. Which means it's by faith alone you please him by the annihilation of your heart by the fire of God. How do we get it? By desiring the Spirit and letting the Spirit deal with us in reality without the deception that my heart is okay. If your heart's okay, the Holy Spirit will let you go, just like He does everyone in the wide path of destruction. He lets them go because they have no interest in annihilating their hearts. They do not love God. They love the devil. They love the world. If the love of the world is in you, there's no love for Jesus Christ, the Bible says. All that is in the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, those people have not made room for the cross in their hearts. The cross is not an external cross. That's bewitchment. That's a religious demon. The cross is an internal place, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, where Jesus, the crucified one, his name is the Lamb of God. When you use the term Lamb, it's a reference to the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth. This dimension where God himself, the Son of the living God, equal to the Father, died for the sins of everyone. 
for the rise and fall of many nations, it is written. Amen. So what nation falls? The nation, which is a, a word for DNA or ethnicities of everything in the heart falls. That's the seven headed beast. The seven mountains remain in the Bible because the soul of man remains. But instead of it filled with the princes of the powers of the air and the seven principalities and 200 million demons and all of their sins inside the soul, the soul is filled with the crystal sea, with living water, which means I am going to make all animals clean as in the days of Noah declares the Lord God Almighty. I'm going to make all animals clean. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone's going to get it. Seven by seven, two by two. Which means, what's the animal in the New Covenant? The Bible tells you, Book of Revelation. Humanity, 666, the number of the beast. If you study it out, Brian Simmons' Passion Translation footnotes or Amplify Classic or any other translation, it says in the footnotes, humanity or the number of human beings. <laughs> what is beast? What's the mention of beast, the principle of first mention Genesis? A reference to the flesh and the serpent of the garden as the chief of the beasts of all the field, the satanic nature of the curse of the fall, fully exposed, brought into the light, and where there is clarity by the word of God, there is great glory, great light. It is written. So you bring the whole curse of the fall into the light. You bring all the uncircumcised hearts and all the fake facade, phileo love, false Christians everywhere and their evil, wicked, selfish hearts and you bring it into light that they don't even love Jesus. They don't want Jesus. They love self. Jude says the mark of the end times of extreme wickedness will be Christians that will retain control of their hearts. Lovers of self means lovers of their own heart, which is the love of wickedness. And they'll have an external form of godliness, which means they'll look like perfect Christians. Antichrist, 1 John, you need this teaching now, this is Victory End Times teaching. Antichrist is he who comes in the guise of Christ or in the likeness and appearance of Christ, but is an antagonist of those who dissolve the heart. But it's all opposition I've ever faced in prophetic ministry since 2006. Like thousands and tens of thousands of people. Because the animal, the heart, and all the demonic influence of 200 million demons opposes violently, viciously, anyone who dissolves the curse of the fall in the heart, which is the cross being lifted up in us in the Revelation chapter 3 church that we're in right now. The end of the church age is a people who let the cross go up in their hearts. And that is the end of the church age because we've let him in, which means that my whole natural human nature is now dissolved by the cross of letting Jesus go from spirit in the belly into heart, soul in my chest cavity. And my human nature is dissolved. Hallelujah. Somebody say that's good teaching. Thank you. Oh, you guys are so nice. That's what you need to hear. That's the only way you'll overcome if you dissolve your heart. So a people that cling to their heart, what do they get? The heart is 
your decision. Now, it's, this, isn't, this isn't the Holy Spirit's choice. This is the believer's choice. This has nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Lord. He never changes. Don't put this on God. This has zero to do with God. This is the believer's reaction to the dissolving of the heart, to the all-present Holy Spirit. He's omnipresent. So any heart that turns towards the destruction of the heart and leans into the fire of Jesus Christ automatically, effortlessly, I've watched it thousands of times, has this experience. You can't say, God didn't do it for me. No, there's something in your heart that has resisted the Spirit. Go into your heart, examine your heart, why you are not going higher in God. It's never God's deficiency. God is the same and he never changes, the Bible says. It's our deficiency, it's our delusion and our deception in the way from giving him our hearts today. If you annihilate your heart, I've seen anyone glorified. They don't even have to have an IQ over 40. I've seen people with Down syndrome give their physical hearts to the glory and Down syndrome healed. I've seen it. This is, if a Down syndrome mentally retarded person can give their heart to the baptism of fire, you are without excuse. This is truth now, and I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit is not the problem. You are. You are the problem. I am the problem. So I give my heart to the Spirit, and I just burn out the problem. Just, I believe Jesus against myself. Pride is what blinds us to not understand these things, thinking we're okay, thinking that we already have the baptism of fire. People said that kind of deceiving stuff in the New Testament, Paul's epistles, so they had to correct them constantly. They're like, you don't, you do not have the kingdom. He said, I wish you had the kingdom so that Barnabas and I, who planted the salvation of your entire nation, could come sit under your regal kingship. But all these false, uncircumcised hearts go into the delusion of the fallen angels and false second heaven's promised lands. This is the main temptation of the Luciferian deception amongst Christians born again in the Pentecostal church age. That you settle for a second heaven's wandering star delusion. The Bible says in that day of great deception, there will be grand delusion. That possibly, if possible, even the elite and elect, which is the apostles and prophets, could be deceived. And we've all seen that, haven't we? Yes, we have. I've never seen a perfect prophet or apostle in 2,000 years. They don't exist. Jesus is the only one, and he's the one living in them. His, he's perfect. But we've never seen any man or woman go the distance and put on celestial flesh and be a demonstration in Christianity of what perfection is at a soul-crucified level and getting those celestial garments to look like you're 20 years old when you're 2,000. Now these promises of overcoming death in the soul, in the flesh, in the blood, are in the New Testament. The hope of the resurrection. The apostolic hope of saving not just your spirits, like Gnosticism, but saving your souls and your minds through the annihilation of the baptism of fire and the lifting up of the cross on the inside into an elevation where the angels are, 
where the second heavens is and establishing a brick and mortar building of invisible brick and mortar of gold, which is being refined seven times into pure gold in the fire of God by wisdom building seven pillars through your hearts and brains totally slaughtered with divine love. Divine love is not something the soul could ever do. Otherwise, it's human love. The human soul cannot practice love. It's madness. It's the greatest deception that an uncircumcised heart, a human heart, a human heart of a woman or a man could practice love is the greatest deception of all time. So we have this whole facade of false antichrist Christianity of uncircumcised hearts pretending to be Christians, even a false maturity amongst them of animal Christianity, beast Christianity. How many of y'all know that's blasphemy? That's blasphemy of God's glory. For the beast to speak out of a pool of human blood, you're listening to the river Nile every word. What's in the Nile? Detestable birds, alligators, frogs. What comes out of the mouth of the false prophet? Frogs. What is it a reference to? The 10 signs and wonders of Moses' exodus in Egypt, which means they have in Egypt. Egypt in prophetic symbolizes the earth dimension. Zion in advanced prophetic symbolizes the second heaven, heavenly Jerusalem that comes down like a scroll of the overcomer's dimension. No, no flesh can go into the third heaven, but flesh and blood can go up into the second heaven. The soul can go up into the second heaven. There's a dimension where the soul and the mind and the bones are so clear, crystal clear, then it can proceed into the third heaven. Eventually we'll go into that dimension physically. Some people go into that dimension physically because Christ's grace can make their flesh clear for a moment. Then they come back into their body because it was his grace shared with you and not your own developed through actual maturity and wisdom. That's why it doesn't sustain when Paul has a rapture because Paul had to go back into his actual condition of his own bones and marrow and come under all the same type of sanctification that we all have to go through. You can't illegally enter that dimension. The Bible says no flesh and blood can revel in my presence. What kind of spiritual flesh and blood can? The kind that's made clear as if I don't even have flesh and blood that Adam and Eve had called celestial flesh, gemstone flesh. There's a transfiguration of the organs. There's a transfiguration of the brain, which is an organ. There's a transfiguration of the pancreas, of the stomach, the gallbladder, the skin is an organ, the bones, every single thing on the inside in your natural body, temples of the Holy Ghost, will go through different types of transfiguration. When your mind is renewed through circumcised hearts, the river of glory from God's throne and the throne of the Lamb. The Lamb himself is the one who gives the downloads into the Spirit. And if your heart is circumcised, shares the update and upgrade with the human mind. This computer center then shares it with the bones and the marrow and the organs. Sometimes flesh refers to the sinful nature in the New Testament. It's not clear clear all the time what the reference to flesh is in the New Testament. Amplified Classic goes into the deep Greek meaning. Sometimes flesh refers to the sinful nature. 
all of that's gone. Other times, flesh refers to organs. If anyone says that Jesus is not in the flesh, they're an antichrist, which means that, that he did not fully redeem natural man, natural woman in his body to the third heaven. They're an antichrist, which means they've shut down the possibility of the lifting up of the soul and the blood and the brain to have the same experiences as Jesus. I tell you the truth, the heavenly Jerusalem is the perfecting of our bodies, the perfecting of our souls, the perfecting of our crucified hearts and minds in this world to have perfect peace for our souls and our bodies, perfect health, perfect prosperity, perfect relationships, perfect purity, perfection in all areas in this life, in this world, okay? The promise of the heavenly Jerusalem is the promise of perfection for our bodies. Okay, you already got it in your spirit. Now what? Your spirit's perfect when you're born again. If Jesus, who is the perfect one, he called his father in the gospels, perfect father, came into your spirit, your spirit can't get any more perfect. So what's the point? Devouring your soul, letting him into the heart and eating the blood in your heart, changing the record of the words inside the heart, out of the heart the mouth speaks, which is wickedness. And the tongue is a, a rudder that steers the ship in James to hell, not to heaven, to hell. That's what the Bible says. So you have to destroy not just the tongue with the fire of God, but the heart, which is the, the sailing center, the whole world that it's working in. You can't speak out of this world and have success. It's all lies. It's all knowledge of good and evil which means this has to melt and dissolve by receiving the word of God from the prophets. The Bible says that the heart melts and the sword of the spirit is the word of God and circumcises the Adamic heart, the Eve heart, to go into the second Adam in the third heaven in the spirit with your mind to update and upgrade the brain by receiving and believing not just any old teaching out there but the bible says only the prophetic word which is not fortune cookie prophecies these are not prophecies that encourage you those are words of knowledge that's not the prophetic those are words of knowledge the prophetic is the preaching of the inspired word of god to the annihilating of the Adamic nature in the heart so that the tongue, the rudder, is not steering within the world, which is all just garbage, but it's steering now from the kingdom of heaven, which means anything that comes out of here, you better listen because you're hearing God. God fully infuses that dimension with his spirit. That's why anyone that gets born again Listen to what their spirit's saying right away before it gets dammed up with their own heart and they gain control back because they'll be out of the mouths of children come perfect praise. Then all of a sudden the religious spirit jumps on them and they get into their soul and get bewitched, usually within just hours. Right? <laughs> Truth in yeah. So now you're dealing with witchcraft, which is the selfishness of the human heart. We go to church and we mean to worship God. We want to worship God. <laughs> 
but we're not taught the cross accurately as a tool to burn the human nature, to annihilate the soul. Listen, man, anyone who clings to their soul gets the devil is what the Bible said. You read that? So you said again now in the context of this teaching, and they have overcome, conquered the devil by means of the blood of the lamb. So the blood opens the potential possibility to destroy the Adamic nature, the Eve nature in our hearts and minds by the utterance of their testimony, which is loving the word of God more than themselves and more than their opinions, more than anything that they listened. A lot of people go after teaching itching ears. You don't have that possibility if you get into the prophetic. You're with the prophets, real ones. And the real prophets will completely terrorize your demons. They will terrorize your sin. They will terrorize lukewarmness. You won't even know you're deceived and they'll be terrorizing you because they like you and they love you and they want, they are always looking forward to your eternal quality of life and the temporal condition to a real prophet does not exist. The temporal realm does not exist to the real prophetic eyes of the great white eagle, golden eagle, brown eagle, any kind of eagle. The prophetic nature is looking into the eternal and every word is a choice word to destroy the deception of the mind and the eyes and the heart stuck in the curse of the fall, which is idolatry of the natural realm, the temporal realm. Any activity in the temporal realm, now listen, this is where people, when we're young in the Lord, we don't really understand this stuff. You can partner with the Holy Ghost while you're in the natural realm and it's all eternal works. Okay, when I served tables at Old Spaghetti Factory for three years in Bible college from 2001 to 2004, it was eternal works because I was doing it with the Holy Ghost as the Holy Ghost through a circumcised heart. And he was training me in the communication of my spirit with all nations downtown Minneapolis at the Metrodome. So you'd have all the visitors from all the world coming through this place that have every nation there, all the languages of the world. It's just a melting pot. And I would have to learn how to speak to them. I'd, spe I'd have to speak to New Agers who would see the aura. I would speak with religious grumpy people who leave me tracks for tips. I'd have to speak with wonderful younger people that are just wild and rebellious, but still open to all spiritual things, just hedonists. You'd have every kind of person all around and you learn how to speak out of the spirit to them and not the soul. When the soul talks, you're actually just staying in the natural realm. You can talk every time about anything from your spirit. You can talk out of your spirit about hockey. Stanley Cup playoff glory. If you can't speak about the things of the natural from your spirit, you're religious. You're religious. See, the refraining from the world and pretending to be good in the heart is the Antichrist. It's all fake. Now, being in the kingdom dimension here, Jesus went and he hung out with sinners. And he spoke their language to the point they'd understand. And the religious people would say, how could he hang out with those people? How could he speak their language? Because he would speak spirit to every people group, every clique. It wasn't about the animal realms that the human heart had put itself in through practicing the natural dimension. It wasn't natural religion, natural rebellion. It was spirit. I'll go everywhere. This is my world. 
Even if I make my bed in hell, behold, the spirit is there. It is written, Psalms 139, which means it doesn't matter where the animal goes. It matters that I'm in the spirit. So if I go in the spirit, I'm with the great white eagle and we'll terrorize the harpies of hell. We'll terrorize the red dragon. We'll terrorize the false prophet. We'll terrorize the beast. Because I'm coming from the kingdom dimension who stood up on the inside through the crucifixion of my own evil, wicked, <laughs> diabolical, heathen, Gentile abomination of a heart. And yours is even worse. So I'm, pray I'm praying for you guys. <laughs> and we get into this thing. The brain says, oh, oh, beat my heart up. You know, we're like oh, self-condemnation. See, the religious spirit is such a little crybaby wuss. The fire of God don't listen to any of the crying of the whimpering of the dying animal. You think the priest, you, you get into the priesthood of Melchizedek for real, begin operating in the fire of God, burning animal hearts so that people can live in the glory realm. Like, welcome to the glory realm. Everyone here has burned their animal hearts. You know, it's called normal Christianity. Welcome to normal Christianity. I'm sad that no one's ever introduced it to you before, so you think it's far out or something. But it's this biblical New Testament burning your heart normal Christianity that every real leader who's been a Christian has walked in. The annihilation of the heart is normal Gian Guyan sound doctrine. Now the experience in the spoiled brat generation where you can cling to your own life, whoo, it'll make you manifest demons you didn't even know you had. Stuff slithering stuff will crawl through your skull saying, I don't have to give that up. I don't that's a fanatical requirement, Brandon. No, it's basic level one becoming a normal basic day one disciple. This is entry level discipleship of just burning the heart and giving the heart whatever is in it, the human nature, to the Holy Ghost. It is like you can't even know him unless this begins. So you're talking about people that do external signs, miracles, wonders, and healings that haven't even started burning their heart. That's the worker of iniquity. Depart from me. I didn't know you. What does it mean to know him? The man of fire. Jesus is the fire of God. Jesus is the man of fire on the mountain that spoke to Moses face to face. If the man of fire, the man of the Shekinah glory, Jesus, the Lord of glory, which means the Lord of fire, is rising in your spirit. You're giving him your heart. It's the door is open and you come in here and terrorize me. Come in here and devour me. Come in here and be an eating fire, a lion of the tribe of Judah that opens the seven seals. How does the lion of the tribe of Judah open the seal of the human heart? You have to let him eat the heart. People who say no to the teeth of fire the threshing sledge with teeth, which is the threshing floor here, have zero harvest and zero inheritance in the kingdom of the living God. Okay? So the threshing floor is also the fire of God constantly. Not one time. That's insanity. If you have the fire of God once touch your heart and you think you're okay and it's not a constant burning and meltdown until your life is not your own, you're actually seven times more demonized. You're seven times the rebellious. You have to let the seven torches of fire eat this thing constantly until we're not even dealing with a human being on the inside. That the Holy Ghost in my incinerated heart is talking through my white skull, my white stone with the name of Jesus, Heavenly Jerusalem, God the Father on it because I'm actually completely annihilated on the inside like a normal basic disciple with the Holy Ghost formed in you, which is called fellowship. 
fellowship, which is the activity of the overcomers talking in the kingdom realm. Talking amongst the everyone wears a crown because his crown is shared with you at birth. The issue is, did the crown of the crucified one, the King of Israel, the Messiah Jesus Christ, rise in your heart or not? There's no excuse for any Christian on earth. You can't say, I didn't have the same opportunities as the prophets and apostles. You had all the same as me. Every single one of you got all the same stuff. You got the Holy Spirit, you got the blood. And you got the word. You don't need anything else. That's what the Bible says. That's all you need to conquer your entire sinful nature and be totally glorified in the mid heavens and to pour out your heart in the mid heavens constantly as a drink offering on the altar of God. Amen. So the standard is normal disciples all burning up their hearts, ascending into the heavenly Jerusalem and using anyone else that ascends as a building stone of our same heavenly city. The city of the overcomers, everyone's going to be in the unity of the brethren because we've all been totally slaughtered by the same cross of our same Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's been lifted up in our hearts and our hearts are no longer our own. So there's no longer selfishness. There's no longer self diabolical interpretation of scripture. There's the interpretation of scripture from the seven spirits of God. Amen. Anyone that rises and you'll find amongst the most mature saints on this planet, they all have a very, very similar interpretation of the Bible because the Holy Ghost has just made the word flesh through their, uh, the annihilation of their hearts. The lower levels, you have a hundred thousand denominations that says, um, your human heart has interpreted the word this way, that way, the other way, and it's all garbage. It's all lies. The higher you go, which means the more the cross is lifted up in your heart, the more divine your inspiration becomes, the more accurate your teaching, the more rarefied the air, the higher the elevation. Until you come into the place called the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus, where your heart is melted within you, because you walked with him along the way illuminating the scriptures every single day and you want to because everything else is profane worthless temporal activity of human hormones acting like animals <laughs> wasting their lives in sin and you are pressing in within through the cross bringing judgment upon the animal and that's why they're attacking you because you are destroying the sins of the world behold the lamb of god in the bride of God that takes away the sins of Babylon the Great. That's what we're after. The mark of the high calling is a people in whom the cross is fully lifted up into the heavenly Jerusalem, which is our city in the second heavens that annihilates the works of the devil and the wandering stars. Now there's a big difference between the stars that obey their orbit. <laughs> Spirit Bob Jones was talking to me two days ago and he was saying that the stars that God has placed always obey their orbit in the second heavens, which is space. Outer space is written in the word. But the wandering stars, Jude calls the fallen angels, wandering stars have disobeyed their orbit. It's all about orbit, which is obedience to the bright morning star, the creator star, which is the glory realm of Jesus Christ and his father, the throne room of Zion. That dimension depends 
If the, if the star is a wandering star, the reaction to that glory dimension reveals a wandering star. Obedience to that star reveals an obedient orbiting star. Stars that remain in obedient orbit. Not one disobeys their orbit, and that's also written in the Word. This is how you know when you're in the heavenlies what's God and what's Satan. Wandering stars disobey the orbit. But every star that remains there obeys its orbit, and the heavens declare the glory of God. Amen. And each star sings praises to Jesus Christ. That is part of the creation, Deborah's stars of Judges chapter 5, verse 20, which is the mature bride of Christ that's in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly Jerusalem, with their minds renewed through circumcised hearts to be in the angelic sphere, ruling from that dimension, which creates the theater of influence and all the animals down below it. So in that place, you become the heavenly puppet masters, but you're filling the puppets or the animal skins, which is the human vessels, the earthly vessels with the glory of God instead of the wandering stars witchcraft that we've been under for 6,000 years in the curse, in the curse of the fall. Mm. They don't like me talking about this stuff. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a lot more. We've entered into a dimension that is actually purifying the skull realm of the soul. Your mind is part of your soul. So the skull realm, the bones in the skull, the jawbone, the donkey's jawbone that slayed a, a thousand Philistines, the Samson realm. See, this dimension, you conquer the skull dimension, Jesus Christ crucified at the place of the skull, you have the Goliath throne and the Goliath sword. Golgotha, same word as Goliath. And you got the sword, we have the sword of Goliath, the sword of the giants, the Nephilim, the fallen angels, and all the power of the natural dimension. But we don't yet have, and this is what we're going after, Golgotha, which is the skull dimension of the rulership of the second heavens, the heavenly Jerusalem, as a group of people coming together, are gonna take the skull dimension. The necromancer, the warlock, the sorcerer of the media, the sorcerer of the Scottish Rite, the, the sorcerer of Babylon the Great, the sorcerer of politics and the sorcerer of religion and the sorcerer of economics and the sorcerer of education and the sorcerer of pharmacia and the pharmaceutical companies, they still have a vast measure of the skull dimension. And that's why the hypnotism is so severe on the human race. When you conquer the Golgotha dimension with the Goliath sword of the word of God in the hand of David, which represents normal apostleship. You're all little Davids because you all have apostolic grace being imparted in you. Say, I'm a David. I'm a David. It's true. Woo! It's true. <laughs> Amen. Your spirit is fully Davidic because you're born of Christ, the Messiah, the son of David. <laughs> truth in it. Even if the brain doesn't know, I'm like, oh my God, this is wild stuff. It's prophetic stuff. It's the truth that will grow your spirit to make the spiritual realities of the kingdom dimension more real than the natural realities of the curse of the fall. You got to eat right for your blood type to have heavenly delight to get out of sight of earth's blight. You have to Build up your spirit, praying always in the most holy faith, which means you have to rise from the dead. What's the most dead part of you? The heart. That's the most dead part of you, is the heart beating blood in you. 
you you keep attacking your heart with the word of God, not in a negative way, not in a religious way, not in a beat yourself up way, but in a fiery way of the passion of the love and the joy and the peace of the word of God and the Holy Spirit with the angel armies working in your heart to restore all things. What is the restoration of all things? The melting down of hearts, the restoration of souls to the glory of God, the restoration of the second heavens to the glory of God, the restoration to the firmament, the skyline to the glory of God, the restoration of the clouds in the air to the glory of God, the restoration of the elements to the glory of God, which is the trees, the dirt, the sidewalk, the streets, your house, this house, this microphone, all elements, all natural things, all the earth, all the animals restored to the glory of Zion. Zion's glory comes through a people that are crucified of heart, lifted up into the heavenly Jerusalem. You are the gate of God from third heaven into second heaven, but you get third heaven in spirit in first heaven. Now the Bible teaches through the baptism of fire, you're lifted up on the inside into the second heaven. It's in there. We read it a couple days ago in Hebrews. I don't have time to go through it all again. Hebrews 10 and 11 and 12. Read it. It's all about the ascension into the heavenly Jerusalem. And the Bible says that from that angelic sphere, that heavenly place, that starry place, they will rule over the earth. Daniel 12 says, Those that teach wisdom and righteousness and great wisdom, which is the understanding of God's supernatural original design and creation, the wisdom of the ages, how God operates the works of God, the ways of God being taught every single day. That's wisdom, the ways of the Holy Spirit, the ways of redemption, the way of the Lord, the lifting up of the spirit and the soul, the resurrection from the realm of the dead, of the inner man becoming more real to the brain than the outer man and the bones and the organs, being a terrestrial temple of the celestial body for years and years and years in that dimension, ruling and reigning from the high place, being from above and not below but your bones go up with you. That's why the quality of life is shared with your bodies and you don't stay in the gutter after you're born again. You don't stay in the trap house after you repent. You don't stay in the sewer. You're now in a decent place. You're in an apartment. You're in somewhere with less sin because your body is following your spirit. Amen. Now, if you annihilate your heart, you go up into places that aren't even in your bloodlines. It's called the inheritance of Jacob that belongs to the Jewish race. That belongs to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's a place of the blood pool of the heart of all the wealth and power of all governments and existence of life in the realm of the natural. Eating the inheritance of Jacob like prophet Isaiah spoke of is a Gentile people engrafted into the glory fire of God, annihilating their Adamic nature out of their Gentile blood pool into the ancient scroll of the spirit and going up into the dimension that the Jews built for the Gentile promised land. Right? The Canaanites built, I've taught on this before 10 years ago, the Canaanites built the promised land for Israel in the Old Testament. The Jews that rejected Messiah, it's clearly written in the word, build the promised land for the Gentile believers that become fully Israelite by the circumcision of heart. Romans 2, it's written all over the word. The Israel of God, Galatians 6, the Israel of God, the 144,000, the Israel of God, the 12 tribes of Israel, the sons of God, the real eternal new covenant spiritual Israel in the real eternal new covenant spiritual Jerusalem of the 
spiritual world above the natural world where the angels that fell have taken from Adam and Eve's race. And the Jews forfeit it to the fallen angels because they rejected Messiah mostly. Not all of them. There's many Messianic believers all over the world. But most Jews, that's where you have Freemasonry. Without Judaism and Jewish bloodlines and the killing of the king of the Jews, the 33rd degree Scottish Rite ritual of Freemasonry, you don't even have sorcery, Kabbalah. The Kabbalah of the Cabal. You don't have a deep state. You don't have Luciferians. You don't have any of it. That's all the fallen angels have left to work with is the Jews that have rejected Messiah and a people is going up into that dimension of the natural realm of the natural second heavens and they're going to flood it with thanks. They're going to flood it with praise. Not in the Jerusalem below alone. Although we love the Jerusalem below. We love the Israel below. We love everyone. Every nation, tribe, and tongue in Israel shall be engrafted into their own olive tree by the fullness of the time of the Gentiles that has already come and is here now in the demonstration of the spiritual and eternal new covenant heavenly Jerusalem. And when we pour out the glory of Zion in that place, it will burn up all the Kabbalah of the Kabbal of the fallen angels and the sorcerer upper class of all nations, tribes, and tongues. And the seven mountains will still be here because the soul of the nations will still be here. But the difference is now it'll be under the living water of the city of Ezekiel 47 that releases the glory of God into the midheavens. So there's a supernatural connection of the crucifixion of man and woman's soul lifted up into the city of the crucified ones, the city of the new Golgotha, which is the rulership and the government of God of the increase of his government. There shall be no end of the release of the river of life from that heavenly dimension. And so all the glory pioneers gave us puzzle pieces into this dimension. Ruth Heflin was one of the greatest glory pioneers of our lifetimes. Passed away in September of 2000. I was at one of her very last meetings covered in the gold dust and the Lord gave me an impartation of all her glory pioneering when she prayed for me and covered me in gold. And I'm telling you guys, you are not doing this alone. You are building on the shoulders of all the saints before you. They have huge investment in your spirit conquering, if you can conquer your heart and then renew your mind and advance the kingdom of heaven. God's agenda is written in his word through the prophet John to take the heavens. The heavens of the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. What do we do on earth? We get off the earth. We go airborne through the baptism of fire and the secret stairway of the heart. We are lifted up into an angelic dimension. That's why I encountered such crazy stuff every single day because I was born in this place. I was, I was revealed to this dimension and the sorcerers know about this dimension. Those that are aware of the starry dimension, the stars of Babylon, Hollywood Boulevard, stars, stars everywhere. Why is it about? Because the wandering stars have used this second heaven dimension to rule the earth through false light, Luciferian light. They call him the light bringer. The light that they're brought is starlight, electromagnetic energy, fading glory. It's called Moses, 
Second Corinthians chapter three glory. It is a glory. It is a religious glory. It is a self-righteous glory. There is a phileo love there, but it's all of the animal realm bearing the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. They have rejected the cross. <laughs> the rejection of the cross is the full embrace of Satan as your father, but the re but the re receiving of the cross is the full receiving of God as your heavenly father. Amen. So we receive the cross here tonight. <laughs> Not on the outside like Pharisees, on the inside like disciples of the new covenant, 1 Corinthians 6 19, temples who are having an ever increasing glory through their eternal spirit by the eating and sacrificing of the heart. You cannot pound away at the devouring of the heart enough. This is the promised land. You will be fully glorified as your hearts melt in the fire of God, in the fire of the prophetic word. People are like, I want the, I want the fire. Well, feast on the prophetic word. We have set up 10,000 videos in the stuff that makes you just squirm the stuff that's hard to watch and hard to hear because it's so contrary to your human nature that's what you need most of all from the prophets the stuff that's like pc that you could say in most churches that ain't even going to dissolve your human nature that's just acceptable doctrine that ain't even going to help you that'll keep you complacent in a laodicean church age which is the last church in revelation and that's what you mostly have in America is Pentecostal, charismatic, lukewarm Laodiceans that have rejected the total dissolving of their heart to go up into the angelic dimension to be fully angel with zero animal mixture. Amen. They're the ones that aren't committed to walking with the prophets. They think it's optional. I'm mostly here for my little animal family with all of our little animal hearts intact, with my little animal business, my little animal house. It's Animal House. They have completely rejected the Ark, which is the transfiguration of the animal heart into the angel heart. They have no inheritance in the heavenly Jerusalem, and they will get the devil because they love the devil that keeps their animal hearts intact. The devil has a 100,000 different versions of Christianity once you reject the baptism of fire. You watch them. That's optional stuff. That's for the fanatics at Red Letter Ministry. That's for the disciples of Bobby Connor and Bob Jones and the real Christians out there and the real prophets that teach the cross and preach the cross and the melting of the heart and the destruction of the soul life and the self life. The real teachers of the glory realm, the ones that care about God's glory being formed in crucified man and crucified woman. There are many real teachers in fivefold here that want the real glory, that want the real fire. Amen. And we are we are a kingdom company, guys. We're going to have to come into unity of the brethren. Amen. And just get over the little external forms of organizations of the realm of the natural, just total immaturity. And we'll have a vision of the kingdom company because all being lifted up on the same cross into the same heavenly city. If you're natural, you'll have a different city. They'll go up into the city of Babel, the Tower of Babel. The Babylon the Great is called the city in Revelation. It's the city of everyone who's rejected the fire. It's a city where you go in the second heavens when you say no to growing any further with Jesus. That's where the Laodicean church goes. They go into Babylon with the judgment with the devil. 
They have no inheritance in the kingdom age, guys. That's written in the word now. Therefore, be glad, exult, O heavens, and you that dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil. Remember, this is writing only to Christian believers. This is nothing to do with non-believers. This is for those Christians that stay on the earth through the rejection of the cross in their own human hearts. If you cling to your heart, you are guaranteed destruction with the devil in fierce fury and anger of Satan because he knows that he only has a short time left because the heavenly Jerusalem dimension is going to incinerate the fallen angels, the shadows from the universe for a millennial reign of Christ. That's the restoration of all things, the melting down of the elements by the full release of the fire of God the Father's glory through the fully crucified ones in Golgotha, which is the throne of this world. The counterfeit, they have a Golgotha too, the killing of the king of the Jews. They're in that heavenly dimension as his murderer. That's why we have so much fallen angel animosity against this prophetic ministry. Because if the gullible, weak-minded, immature Christians will listen to the second heaven's angels of light in the false Golgotha of the killing of the king of the Jews, which is listening and entertaining sorcerers and sorcery. What is sorcery? The stubbornness, Samuel the judge calls sorcery, the stubbornness of the skull. I don't need to change. I don't need the fire. I'm good where I'm at. Laodicean sorcery. It's a spell on the mind. Potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. What does Babylon the Great mean? Religion. Religion, great religion, great sorcery. Confusion, yes. But how do you get confused? By the wandering stars of great potent sorcery in the skull. If you have a clean mind, you have a bright mind. There's no confusion in the purified mind. Zero. You see everything clear. Where there is clarity, there is great light. Where is the clarity? Only in the Word of God mixed with the blood of God and the spirit of prophecy, which is obedience to the Word. You can't just be a hearer. You have to obey the prophets. Most people tune in. I tell you guys, I've been doing this 16 years. Most people think this stuff is fanaticism and optional. I have watched the annihilation of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. They go from bad to worse. People that think discipleship, heavenly Jerusalem, the realm of the overcomers, Revelation 2 and 3, if they think that's optional, you know what's not optional? Guaranteed the devil takes you away. You go into Babylon. And the hanging of your heart is the giving your heart to the devil. And they all believe in Jesus, but they all grow in pride and they think they're okay, but their heart remains intact and they're still in an animal form. That's the accursed, the anathema realm of the believers. Believers that stay in animal form and don't give up the animal heart to bear the image of Yahweh, which is angelic form. God the Father is a light being, an angelic being. Amen. That's why Stephen shone with a glowing face because Yahweh angel of the Lord was shining through his whole soul. He had great wisdom, Bible said, what does it mean? The total annihilation of the human nature. Wisdom kills their beast. He had greatly killed his animal heart so that the spirit and his spirit in union 
from being born again as a normal believer was shining through his face like an angel. What angel was shining through his face? The angel of Stephen and the angel of the Lord together. The spirit of Jesus and the spirit of Stephen in union. And the pressure of the earthly Sanhedrin gnashing their teeth, weeping, the murder of all the control of the fallen angels of the religious spirit pressured him to reveal what was in his heart. What was in his heart? God. And God came out and Stephen came out and revealed his true nature. The revealing of the manifesting sons of God, light beings, angelic sons of God, Luke 20, it is written, fully angel with bodies, which gives us rulership of this universe greater than the angels. Why? Because we're fully angel and we're fully man. Fully God, fully man. Of Christ's bloodlines because we've been born of God. If you're born of someone, you're of their genealogy. By the spirit of adoption? No, it's not an adoption. It's a literal rebirth. You're not adopted by God's kingdom. You're born of God. It's totally different than just some kind of bastard orphan thing. We just tolerate you coming here, but you'll never be like Jesus and the Father. You're of a, you'll always be an animal. Yo, you're born of the spirit in the water. You'll always be a spirit and you'll always have water, which is your angelic clothing. But if you're clothing yourself with religion on the outside, do's and don'ts on the outside, you forfeit the birthright of the robes of Luke 15 of being clothed with the Father's water, clothed with the Father's glory. Living water is glory. Fire is glory. These are all seven manifestations of the glory of the Father. Golden glory, wine is glory. The blood of Jesus is the new wine. It is the glory of God. When the wine was revealed, the Bible says that the glory of God God was revealed at the wedding supper in Cana of Galilee when Jesus Christ revealed his glory it was in the wine which is the first stage of a Jewish wedding which is you have to begin to celebrate the annihilation of the Adamic nature the annihilation of the woman nature the woman in the garden, she comes out of the wilderness, out of her soul, by leaning on the cross of her beloved. You gotta be there with Mary Company. Mary Company ain't optional. Martha won't make it. Martha's not even around. Where's Martha? She's back home cooking cookies. But Mary's right there at the cross, getting covered in the blood of Jesus in his crucified form. Hello? That's not optional. Just because you weren't there 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit animates it now. If you're there now with your heart and your soul and your mind, then the glory of God is gushing out of you right now like a river. Come on! Amen! This is it! This is the outpouring of the glory! This is it! You're not gonna get another salvation. You're not gonna get another chance at this. This generation is predestined foreordained to go all the way in the annihilation of their humanity. 666 removed from our foreheads. Why? Because our minds renewed to the cross that completely devoured our Adamic hearts. We're not speaking or living out of the flesh, out of human blood, out of Egypt and out of the Nile. When you don't speak out of Egypt, when you don't live out of Egypt, when you don't speak out of the Nile, when you're 
tongue is not in a rudder of human blood, but goes deeper through the sword of the spirit, piercing your heart into the spirit. You're speaking out of Zion. You're speaking out of the kingdom. And if you speak and sow out of the kingdom, you'll reap from the kingdom and go from glory to glory as your spirit progressively devours and eats all the DNA in your heart. And now your heart pumps the glory. Now you have a new heart. And a new heart brings the third heaven through the mind and covers the doorposts of the mind with the Passover lamb. And the angel of death passes over you, but he's passed under you because he's under your feet, trampling under serpents and scorpions. Constantly with boots of burnished bronze, which means the curse of the fall is under your feet. You're walking over the realm of the dead when you're lifted up by the crucifixion of your hearts. The burning of your hearts is lifting you up in an elevation from glory to glory, which is an ever-increasing fire. When you hear glory, think fire. And the purpose and the function, the revelation of the fire is to burn our hearts. The more fire, the higher the elevation. The greater the star, the greater the radiance. How is the sun? The sun's one of the smallest stars in the universe. But it sure is nice on a sunny day like this, isn't it? It'd be so nice if we were also stars in the celestial realm to rain the fire of God supernaturally to destroy all the works of the devil. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And you know, the sun obeys his orbit. The sun is a big fan of the cross. The sun worships Jesus. The moon obeys its orbit. This is how you know if it belongs to God or the devil, if it obeys its orbit. First and foremost, we need to obey our orbit with Christ in us. Try to find a soul that obeys the orbit of the morning star that's inside every believer's belly. You'd be looking a long time. You'd probably find a hundred in the whole planet right now because they're so bewitched. I'm talking about a solar system. The Bible says, 2 Peter 1.19, that the bright morning star lives in your bellies and will rise in your hearts. Amen. Which means that the mind and the heart have to be given to the fire. Where do you get fire from? Only one place, guys. Stars. Fire comes from stars. That's the only source of light in the world, both spiritually and naturally. So if you have to, if you want to conquer the wandering stars, you have to get into the morning star and become morning stars, which is the annihilation of a human Adamic nature that has ran on wandering starlight under a second heavens, under the fallen angels. Now the curse is consumed and the scorpions, the serpents, which is false light, the serpent in the garden offered Eve false light, offered her a second heaven ability. And she took it. And then Adam followed the woman. He got into it too. Now he's a warlock. They didn't sin again after that, but they fell short of the glory. So they died in their 700, 800, 900s. With the residual fading glory of the original design was so strong in their DNA and their bones, it took several hundred years to die. Because they didn't know how to die. They didn't know how to sin. You had to learn how to sin. You had to learn how to lie. They didn't know how to lie. They could only tell the truth. We've learned how to lie. We've learned how to sin. That's the knowledge of good and evil. You've learned how to be religious. You have to be trained and brainwashed by going to church and how to be religious. You weren't born again religious. You had to go to church to be trained and brainwashed in a building made by human hands that God does not dwell in, Acts 7.48. That's why there's so much opposition to the third heaven eternal gospel flying midair as an angel. 
anyone that's just fresh that doesn't have teaching will just go right up into heavenly Jerusalem and live there. These ones are born and raised in Zion. Celestial Christianity is the only thing that has a future because it's prophesied in the Bible. Earthly Christianity will be destroyed with the devil. It is written. The overcomers are persecuted by their own brothers and sisters because they're destroying the forms of Christianity that hasn't ascended over the fallen angels. And when you ascend over the fallen angels by the cross lifted up in your heart, you will judge all the works of fake religious bullcrap everywhere in the world, which is most Christianity as you know it right now. Because there's only a small company of champions like the days of David and his mighty men that are into this stuff going after it. These are the sons of God predestined for ordained that Bob Jones warned you about the last 50 years. And we've been here a long time and you see how terrible they treat us. Because it's the total annihilation of all your forms of Christianity in the earth dimension. It has to burn. There's no church on earth. The church is in the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. You have to be in that dimension in order to not be touched by the devil and you be lifted up. Can you still have buildings down here? Yeah, if you're in that dimension, everything down here is consecrated and made holy to the Lord. It's not about the brain saying do's and don'ts and yeses and wrongs like freaking barbaric Neanderthal spirits. This is about the annihilation of your carnal Adamic brains and minds. I will destroy the intelligence of the intelligent is a covenant promise in the Bible. I will destroy the intelligence of the beast in the brain that always misunderstands everything like Judas Iscariot, always confused and misunderstanding everything, always interpreting it and naturally because they haven't actually died on the cross to have any spiritual intelligence shooting up into their brain. Let the cross pump angelic intelligence from God the Father and the Lamb up through the cross, crucifying your hearts and flood your minds with the intelligence of the glory realm. Amen. He wants you to be the smartest people in the world. Not dumb, drunken idiots. He wants you to be smart, intelligent men and women of such excellence that they want to drink your wine and not say, oh, you're high on drugs. Let's say, holy crap, this is truly God. We want them to say, this is God. Getting persecuted for acting like an idiot has no rewards. I got persecuted because I was new to the drunkenness. Those that mimic and copy me are just slobs. You need the excellence of the crucified one building up into the streets of gold of royalty of kings, princes, princesses that are the best at every sector of society because God is the best being formed in you as you slay and sacrifice your hearts and minds and go higher in the fire. You will demonstrate his wedding garment attire. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> Bless you guys. Give an offering into the fire of God. Sow into a higher fire. Where you sow, there you go. Where you sow, there you grow. Don't harden your hearts during the offering time. How you react in the natural realm will depend if you rise or fall. What you value in the natural realm determines if you rise or fall. So you want to invest all your natural realm in the heavenly Jerusalem through the word of God, the word of the prophets that's blazing a trail of fire that you can see with your hearts into that place. That is where you build. That is where you invest money, finances, time, sweat, blood, tears, laboring to enter into that rest of the heavenly dimension of the overcomer in the mid heavens. That is where we'll have never ending revival. Burn everything else. It will not last. It's all under judgment by the glory of God 
it will burn. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>